Swim check one, two. Bike check one, two. Run check one, two. I think we're ready. Let's try this. Welcome to the Try Beginner's Luck podcast, a podcast where we explore the sport of triathlon from a variety of perspectives to help beginner triathletes on their journey. I am your host, Nashonda Shines. Y'all, we back. I had to bring my girl back, Laura, so that we could talk real time behind the scenes, after the scenes, that what happened. So we recorded, and obviously you guys know I record a few weeks sometimes early just to help with the flow of things and to make sure the pipeline is nice and ready. And uh, we actually worked together after we did our recording. And I had an opportunity to see in real time everything that you talked about. And you know how you don't pay attention to stuff until it actually happens and you talked about it and that's what happened. I was hyper vigilant to everything that was going on around me. I was able to look at the lines. I was able to see uh, things happening in real time, even down to a person coming up about five minutes before it's time to for the race to start because of a lost bib from the Port of John. Now, the mystery never was solved. <laughs> Therefore, a new bib had to get assigned. But Laura, let's just talk about the day and the things that maybe you thought about that you wanted to talk about because you was like, Mashonda, I want to come on and express this. So what are some of those things that after recording, you thought were important enough to come back to share, to make sure that athletes have a good understanding of timing and all the things to make sure that they have a fun and enjoyable race experience. Well, thank you for having me back. And it was fun to be able to work with you as our first one this season. I know. And it's always such a joy and we have a good time and I do appreciate how we work together. So thank you for that. And um, yes, so I definitely wanted to come back or to talk a little bit more. And especially after having timed my first race of the season by myself, um, there were things that I wish that maybe we had, I had touched on so that our listeners or your listeners and the racers, our, our, our athletes would under or know or understand when they're coming to the race site. So one of the things is time man we talked about time management and you saw just how that came into play at this previous week and if you heard on yesterday well this would have been yesterday for you listening to the podcast she says you know she'll give us the announcers to race computers when she's ready and because i and one who follows instructions, I went to go ask for the race computer <laughs> before it was ready. But that was because we were operating from two different locations and I needed one. And then my colleague needed one for the swim start. So, yeah. Yes. And I was working on them as quickly as I could. But for the, this particular uh, situation or this race, I had people checking in 
10 to 15 minutes after packet pickup should have been closed. And remember, we talked that the 20 minutes before the race starts is the critical time for the timers. So I move locations. I have to collect all of my stuff, my computers, my bit, the bibs, you know, get the chips to the finish line. And I move over to the, to the timing tent, which is in case we, we didn't tell anybody that timing tent is right next to the finish line. So wow. when you get called by the announcer to visit the timing tent, that is where we're sitting. And when we're there, that's for this particular race company. It could be different for other race companies and where you race from. So I would say when you are getting the lay of the land and you're at packet pickup and you're looking for, you know, where's the run in, run out for, um, you know, T2 or T1, swim in, swim out, bike in, bike out, look around to see where's the information tent, where is the volunteer tent, where is the medical tent, where is the timer's tent, where are the announcers? Announcers typically, not always, will be there, have lost and found so that you can easily come and get these items. So you want to make sure that you're paying attention to everything so that when they ask you to come, they're not asking you to come just because they want to see how gorgeous you look after you swim, bike and run. They're asking you to come because they have some information that they need to get from you so that they can make sure that your time is right. And you want to answer that call or you are at you are the possibility of being disqualified is high. That is true. And I'm so glad that you mentioned that um, one that is true. We It is for our particular company. Kinetic Multisports, we're always sitting at the finish line. There are some timing companies that have a van and they don't even sit at the they'll time from a van in the parking lot because there are other companies that are, are their own timing companies and a race director hires them to come and do the timing. But for us at Kinetic, we're always by the finish line. So when I move, so after I finish packet pickup, and I move to the finish line, that's my crunch time. That's where I'm, I'm opening up, well, I usually open up the software before I get there, but I have to connect this software called timing and scoring, which is what collects the chip reads. So your chip, when you go over the timing mats and you hear the beep, beep, beeps, that is that box is reading data and the data goes to timing and scoring, which is the software that collects it. So I'll see all of the numbers of reads and that's how I can track, well, how many people went into the water? How many people came out of the water? How many people went out on the bike? Because during the race, I'm always asked, how many people do we still have on the bike course? Well, if I had 400 people go out of T1 onto the bike, and I have 398 come back and nobody came back in a, in a truck or a van, then I should have two people out on the course. So it's also a way how we track racers through. Um, so I work in that software, which connects then into race director where I time the race itself. That's where I'm pulling the results and pushing them online. But that's when the incident happened four minutes before the race started with the mystery of the missing race bib. So for the listeners, you have to have, you have to have a, a race bib. 
on the run. Otherwise, the penalty, you'll just keep getting penalties. So I couldn't give him another race bib, which is what he wanted, because they're pre-printed. I don't have a blank race bib to write a number on. So I had to reissue him his chip and a whole new set of numbers right before his race was starting. And that causes a delay. And while I'm happy to help because I want him to have his times, I also want him to have the correct equipment while he's on his, uh, on you know, on the course. Um, I still want to make sure he's going to have a good time and try to minimize the stress. So then I end up taking on the stress. Does that make sense? Oh, I was there. I know. <laughs> but I also politely turned around and walked Her- away because I was like, mm, this is not how I want to start my day. Today. <laughs> and it was intense, right? Because it's four minutes before the race started. And I think I mentioned five and you're nervous that you're not going to be able to start anytime. And again, anything that happens that is not in the race plan, it affects the entire race plan, plan of action. And so I get it. I totally get it. And one of the things I think that I want to stress, because it's just like, treat people how you want to be treated. That is Talk correct. to people how you want to be talked to. And I think one of the things that I noticed as a whole yesterday, and it just wasn't in particularly one person or not, people were, it was like, stress a lot of anxiety was there and I think it's the things that are happening in our world and that's where kind of my job comes in to make sure it's a nice upbeat friendly uh, positive atmosphere um, to help release relief the cares of the world so that you can come in and just focus on execution And sometimes this sport does have a lot of people who are typically a type. High powered jobs and are used to a certain rhythm of getting the things that they need at a certain particular time and in a fashion that is amenable to them. And although in a customer service environment, people want to do everything to service you, but you also have to remember your approach as well. And so that's one thing that I, you know, would just caution people. If you're coming up at the very last minute and you know, it's your fault, relax, relate and release, take some deep breaths in and be like, can you please help me? Like, please help me versus what I'm gonna need you to do is Different approach, you know, different um, approaches, right? Yes. Help me. I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. Versus, I, hey, what I need you to do is get me my, get me my bib. You know, it's like different approaches for everything, right? And your approach will partly dictate my response back. And I have had all kinds. I have had the one crying and apologizing profusely the whole time. And I'm like, hey, it's okay. We're going to fix this for you. It's fine. And I've had the you need to do this for me and you need to do it now, now because I have to go. Okay. 
I understand. I'm going to help you. But I, I appreciate you pointing that out because, you know, this isn't my full-time job. I'm here helping, you know, all the rest of us are, you know, helping out with the company on the, I give up my weekends to go in time. We all do, right? All the yeah. staff, we give up our weekends to help put on the sport because we believe in the sport and it's supposed to be fun. We're yeah. supposed to be having fun out there. Rock stars. <laughs> so it would be nice if you just remember that and I get it you're in the moment and you're stressed out don't worry we're still gonna get you out onto the course mm -hmm. but you can just come with a little softer approach so thank you I do appreciate you mentioning that and it was an atmosphere yesterday and I had all kinds of interactions I went I had the frantic the um some of the people that came to ask me, which I don't think you were able to notice, I think you were in the middle of doing awards. Um, but as soon as the awards started to go, it's like everybody decided, oh, I'm going to go online and start looking at my times. So as I turn around, I have four to six people around my timing tent in the middle of me correcting some timing issues that we had because I had two chips out onto the course, not assigned to a person. And I really want those people to get their time. So I was trying to fix one of them for a young lady. Um, thankfully, we were able to get both of them fixed. And so when I was trying to fix, and everyone wanted to ask me a question at the same time, and I'm going to answer them, I did have to say, hey, just, just give me a minute because I'm in the middle of fixing an actual timing issue. Yeah. So when a timer says that to you, just know that it's for a real reason and it mm -hmm. is directly related to the results that people are seeing online and that we have to correct it. And so if I'm in the middle of doing that, I wouldn't be able to really answer your question anyways. So that's why sometimes I say, just give me a second. So I was thankful that, you know, most people, when they were, they were pretty simple questions and they were, I will say, humble and asking as well. And then that's when I also realized um, that we had someone out there racing who was signed up for the Olympic, but raced the sprint. And I had you call him over and and he said to me, no, I was signed up for the sprint. Well, the first thing I said in our previous recorded, our episode, make sure your race registration, make sure you are signed up for the correct race, yeah. make sure you are in the right category, whether you're going to do Athena, age group, Clydesdale, military, right? So those, everything we talked about yesterday or in our previous uh, meeting happened during our race. Oh yeah. So it was, as you said, timely to do the timing episode. Can't help but have fun with that, right? <laughs> I know. It is, it was so hilarious to me. Um, and and that's the beauty of it. And, you know, it was both of our first races back and 
people were asking me questions. And I think for me, it was a full, this is my, I think fifth or sixth year announcing. And I had a full revelation of the entire thing. It was just like, oh, this has come full circle for me. It was as if, you know how they say on your job, you stay five years and it's like, okay, you have a really better understanding of things and you continue to grow. And um, it was just, it was eye-opening for me because I kept trying to think about, and I always try to approach every opportunity as if I it's my first time. I don't ever want to get so comfortable that I forget what it's like to be where someone is. And um, it was just beautiful to see. I, I literally felt like a beginner. Uh, during uh, during our pre uh, this past race. Right. So it was like the winter, this past winter was like a little dark and, you know, it was really interesting and we're coming out the springtime, but it was rainy. It's gloomy. Like race day for me, I go through the jitters. Like, you know how you have race day and you're like, I have to go to the bathroom this many times. I have to do this this many times. I promise I go through those same things. Like what I eat the night before a race announcing matters as well as if I'm actually racing that. It's the, it's the little things that you don't think matters. And I see now why, you know, when we're doing team dinners, it's always at the same place. It's like nothing new on race day. And let me tell you, I tried some stuff new on race day or pre-race day and it was not ideal. And it's interesting because both myself and Ken, we both had the same reaction. We were like nauseous, sick, and it was wild. And I think it's just maybe something that we ate, but it was something different for me that I was not used to. And so my body did not process it well. And the next day I just felt like I was off. I was weird. It was, you know, it was just one of those moments, but we go through the same thing. And again, I'm different from some, another announcer. They may not have the same thing, but I felt like racing for me is just like announcing and probably more intense because you're on the entire time. And I think that was the full uh, revelation that I had. I was like, whoa the intensity that you're putting out announcing is sometimes just as intense as what you're actually racing. I would agree with you on that. And, and I, I always sometimes wonder, and I say, I wouldn't be able to talk that whole entire time. And you have to always pay attention. What is the music? Is it too loud or the back and forth with, you know, when you guys are announcing from both locations and, so I, I like listening. I am always happy with the music. I like to bounce around. It helps make my day a little bit better to have music that I can sit and bounce around in my chair. And that intensity, that is exactly what I feel from the from race morning. Well, it usually starts for me at packet pickup the night before, but because of all of the rain, packet pickup was pretty easy the night before. But once I get to the parking lot and I carry my little seat cushion and my backpack to the yes I do have a seat cushion you need one for the tushy 
when you go once I get there, it's like game on. Mm-hmm. And this particular race, the people racers beat me to the, you know, to the race site. And so we had people lining up 15 minutes early. Thankfully, we had the best volunteers at Packet Pickup and they showed up early. So we were able to open early. But as soon as I sit down and take that first customer, my brain is having to function on high alert up until the very last person who finishes. Mm -hmm. So I don't know about you, but I was absolutely mentally and physically exhausted like I did the Olympic distance. Say I was too. And and again, it's just that first time getting back in the groove, right? It's getting back into a rhythm and a cadence and ensuring that all the cobwebs from the winter are knocked off. And you won't have that experience again because next time you'll be like, okay, I'm back in it. And I also did another thing. Like I I went with the new music platform because again, music is one of those things for me that it's personal, but I want to make sure that I have multiple genres of music that will resonate with everybody. And although this one song resonated with someone, and again, it's always the power of one for me. If it reaches one, then I'm okay. You know, cause it's always about the one. And this one song, I was like, I don't listen to heavy metal, but I know some of our athletes like heavy metal. And so I wanted to have a heavy metal song in. That wasn't fully vetted. And I was like, oh, I know which one you're talking about. And it was like fudge muffins on an icicle. Really? But it was so funny because in my mind, all I kept hearing was like, you know, the the metal part, the, the instruments, but I couldn't hear the words because my Culturally speaking, I'm not attuned to listening to the words and the screaming. It was the beat of it that wiped everything else out. And even Ken didn't hear it. But uh, somebody who listens to the music, they're a big fan. They were like, oh, yeah, that song. Hmm. Good direction. (laughs) Not the right song. I was like. And so that's the risk. When you try something different and you try something new. There's a risk that it may not work, but it doesn't mean it's not worth the risk. And I think it's like the intention behind it was good, but it was a risk. And I think that's true with timers. You're trying new products, you're trying new things because you want the evolution of the experience to elevate. And so there's always going to be something or a challenge that always has to be worked out. And it's never going to be a perfect science, but you're always progressively working towards um, progress. Like as long as it's steady progress and that you're providing a good product at the end of the day. And that is something that I always hear and have experienced that Kinetic does. And so because you care about what you do, that's the difference maker. And so we just wanted to come back on, hang out with y'all, let you know some real life things that happen because it's not perfect. We have a tendency to make it look perfect and look effortlessly, but there's a lot that goes into making sure that you have a well-rounded, 
fun, safe, enjoyable experience. And we just want to keep that before you. And uh, that person, because <laughs> uh, I'm petty. <laughs> Mm, I'm so petty, but in the best of ways, because I know how to make people feel really good. That's what I do. I am an encourager. It is a gift of mine and I love it. And I thank God for creating me that way. And so when the person who came around came through the finish line, I remembered him and I was like, look at you, Bib. I see you, new Bib, coming through the finish line. And that he, was kind of funny. And he came over to me. He was like, Thanks things, you know, and it's just about making the best of every situation. And, you know, there's nothing that we can't turn into a bright day because everybody is going through something that you cannot see. And it's not worth getting offended over. I mean, we can't hold it in until we talk about it, but release it. It's not worth holding on to it. And it's not worth holding on to offense when you don't know what people are going through. So with all that to say, the world, we aren't, we are in some interesting times and that's okay because we are tough people and we are overcomers. And so the next race that you go to and you're going to pack it, pick up, speak, be nice, be kind, you know, thank your volunteers. Volunteers don't have to show up. They can choose. Uh, yeah, I want to come or no, I don't want to come. Speak to those who are working and say, thank you for providing this great experience. Even if you, if it was your fault right now, I'm just kidding. Be sure to just be thankful and practice gratitude. And I think that will elevate even your own race experience. And that is such a good way, good way to put it. But I will tell you the nicest gentleman yesterday, their son was racing. And this happened right at the end. So I felt like I ended on a really positive, happy note yesterday yeah. because they were looking for their son who was on the course. And so the other thing to remind people, these aren't GPS enabled chips. So they don't, we, I don't know where they are until they come across the finish line. But I, so I was explaining this to the father and then the father once this, when the son finished, boy, did he have a very fast runtime. So anyway, the father came back over to me and profusely thanked me for helping explain to him like where his son was at on the course and thanked me for show, you know, showing him how to look at the results and thanked us all for like such a great event. And I just felt like he was, he was so genuine and happy to, and, and just kept thanking me. And I was like, oh gosh, this is so nice. We got to rub that joy and spread it around. So. Absolutely. And uh, I think that was a big thing yesterday. People were so concerned with where their, uh, the people who came, who, where their athletes were. And uh, that was one thing I was like, if someone is hurt on the course there, we would know about it because there are people following racers. So we have people on the course who are dedicated to being sweepers, essentially. So you don't ever have to worry about if someone is out there by themselves. No one is ever alone. Is that the Michael Jackson song? You are not alone. You're not alone when you try. There's always going to be someone who will know how to get to you. And uh, yeah, and it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be great. This is the start of the season. I'm excited to see 
what it's going to look and feel like in October. Um, cause we're just getting started essentially, I think all over the country for the most part, there are some places that have year round, uh, races, but for the most part, the season is like March until, uh, no October, or November, yeah. early November. Um, and we just love it. So we got a, we got a lot of road ahead of us. Let's get it started. Let's try this. What is What do I usually say? Swim check one, two, bike check one, two, run check one, two. Let's try this. We are out here doing it. It's exciting. Uh, it felt good to be out there. I'm excited for the races that I will do this year and that you'll do Laura this year and we'll be on the other side too. And so we like to run our races as if we were the ones participating as well. And so that's why you get what you get when you come to any of our races or any races that anyone puts on, they try to put themselves in the spot of the athlete. All right. We've taken up a lot of your time. We out. Peace. Keep trying. Bye, y'all. Bye. Thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode. We need your help so we can continue to try at TBL. So for more information on where you can find and subscribe to this podcast, visit www.trybeginnersluck.com. And don't forget, whenever you try beginner's luck, you always win.